Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Okay, so those that don't learn from history, they're doomed to repeat it. Winston Churchill said this famously in World War II, and I want you to know with what's happening on with SVB, you know, the second largest failure, bank failure in our history, um, is actually just repeating itself from what happened to with World Savings and Washington Mutual, meaning they were the number one failure that happened back in 2008-9 timeframe, and it's happening again, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about why it happened for Washington Mutual and World Savings. The all Everybody's focused on SVB, like it's some anomaly or like it shouldn't have happened. Don't worry, Biden's gonna save you. Business is gonna be fine. The tech community is strong. That's not true. Here's what's really happened. So 2006, I'm a real estate professional. Mortgage guy, developer, contractor, and I'm watching what's happening in the market. And I walk in, 2006 is the best year financially for our business ever. It was amazing. Anybody with a pulse, in fact, we joke, if you could go like this and hear a heartbeat, you could get them a mortgage. And it didn't matter if you mowed lawns, if you were a dishwasher at, at a restaurant, if you were an astronaut at NASA, if you had a heartbeat, you got a loan. And the most infamous company out there was this company called World Savings. Now, World Savings had this really crazy program. It was called Pick-A-Pay. Now, Pick-A-Pay, <laughs> which was a great name, by the way, everybody who came in would be like, ah, I've heard about this Pick-A-Pay program. Can you tell me more? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll tell you about it. Here's what it was. You could either do a 30-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage, interest only, or you could do something called a negative amortization, which is I would pay $1,000 towards my mortgage, but 1,000 more would just be added to the principal. So instead of paying your mortgage down over time, which is how they're supposed to work, this mortgage would actually go up over time. But see, everything was rising in this market. So the people were thinking, well, I'm gonna get $2,000 a month of equity appreciation, so I don't mind adding $1,000 a month to my mortgage. Everything worked out fine until the Lehman Brothers collapse in 2007. So 2007 comes, Lehman Brothers collapse, and the government says, we're not gonna bail them out. We're, we're, not gonna let, we're not gonna make it safe for them. Here's what's wild. In this SVB, in the moment right now, Silicon Valley Bank, Biden says, don't worry, we're not gonna bail the business out, meaning shareholders, bondholders, anybody who's working at the C-level, those people are out and they're not getting a free lunch. But any of the depositors, they're getting, don't, don't worry, Uncle Biden is gonna take care of you, you're gonna get your money back, it's gonna be fine. They think that's gonna help, but it's not. In fact, we've had three failures in the last 30 days, and this is the beginning of what's a, a domino effect in our economy. And today, I'm gonna break down what does it mean for you right now in your business, in your world, and what are the steps you can take to protect yourself, because this is happening again. Pick a pay. We're going back to Washington Mutual 
and World Savings. Now, the family that owned World Savings, they are gangster. It's this husband and wife, they worked in the business and they built this entire network of mortgage-backed securities, meaning they would pool 100 mortgages together and then sell them to companies like Lehman Brothers. And you don't hear a lot of talk about that today, but what happened was they would take 100 mortgages, pull them together, and then there was this company called Moody's who would rate the mortgages. They would say, oh, all 100 of these mortgages are A-plus ratings, meaning they're investment grade. So if you were Lehman Brothers, you could invest in them. If you were a bank, you could invest in them. If you were an insurance company, you could invest in them. They were almost as good as government bonds. So all these institutions would go around and they'd pick up these 100 plus packaged loans together that were built from Washington or World Savings. And then World Savings in 2006 said, you know, this market's really frothy. I think I want to sell. And so Washington Mutual, who had failed to build a significant mortgage business, was interested in this pick-a-pay program because one in four mortgages in 2004 to 2006 were structured through this pick-a-pay. One in four, which is insane. It's an insane number. But again, you could pick the type of payment you wanted to do with your mortgage. And Moody's, they would package them up, sell them as A-plus rated instruments, financial instruments, and all these government organizations would invest in them, all the banks would invest in them, and everything was going good until 2008. Lehman Brothers collapses, and what we find out is, oh, the value of the mortgages that are backed is actually not an A-plus. In fact, we thought that this, this particular house was worth a million dollars. It's really only worth three hundred dollars or $400,000. And all of a sudden, all these A-plus rated collateralized mortgage-backed securities, that's what they called them, were actually a C-rated um, junk bond. They were a junk bond. And all the banks held them. All the banks, insurance companies, major governments, sovereign wealth funds, all these major funds held these, what they thought were safe and secure assets, they were actually really bad. <laughs> Junk bonds, subprime, not worth what everybody thought. So, Washington Mutual purchased World Savings. The, the founders actually got out, made billions of dollars. That's why they were really smart. Um, but not great for our economy, right? This is the worst financial recession since the Great Depression. So it was really bad for business owners, for families, for individual people. So Washington Mutual gets this huge um, portfolio of these junk, basically these junk bar bonds, and Washington Mutual fails. That's the number one largest bank failure in, in U.S. history, U.S. history. And you know, the government freaked out. The government freaked out. It went into conservatorship and um, all of the assets were sold. Now, what's interesting is we're, we're in this moment. <laughs> this is what's really interesting. So I'm a mortgage guy in 2006 and seven and Lehman Brothers fails. And I think that's strange. And then Washington Mutual uh, fails. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then seriously, for 30 days, Every week, there was three to five banks that were going out of business. 
Um, and, and it was weird because I'd have a file, like I'd have a loan file with a bank and I'd go to their website and their website would just be, we are closed. I'd call their 1-800 number and be like, hey, what's going on with our loan? And they're like, ding, 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 ding. Like this number is no longer in service. And this happened from 2007 all the way until 2008. And there were hundreds of bank failures. And why is this important? It's because, what is, and what does this mean for you? It's happening again today. We've had three bank failures in the last two weeks. Three major bank failures. The government is back to saving the banks and saving the individual depositors. So we talked about what happened in history with Washington Mutual and World Savings. Now we're gonna go into what's happening at SVB. And basically what's interesting is the tech industry is going through a recession right now. This is an industry specific challenge where the cost of capital has increased. And what's going on is founders and companies are pulling deposits out of SVB. And the issue with that is it's more expensive to get loans and the bank started losing deposits, which causes them then to have to sell assets on their balance sheet. And the issue with that is they had a CIO and a CEO who should have seen, number one, our, our company is going, because Silicon Valley Bank, right, they're tech focused, they're in Silicon Valley, that's what their world is, and the majority of their investors and or depositors are tech companies. So they had this industry specific risk inside the tech world. And the CEO should have known that and taken direct and quick execution to shore that up and they didn't. And so the deposits start going out of the bank because the federal government, the FDIC says, if you have deposits, leave your bank, then you have to sell assets. Well, the challenge with those assets that they were selling is the value of them because interest rates had gone up so significantly, the value of those assets actually had gone down and they had this huge hole on their balance sheet and they had to sell a lot of their bonds at a loss. And the chief investment officer or some other title at the bank chose not to take action and they weren't executing to actually shore up their financials. When you see you're having a massive loss, you have only two options. Go out and raise capital in the private equity market because you can't go public like they did. They did this, that, that was the big mistake, is they announced that they needed $2 billion to the entire market and they should have quietly found an investor, quietly handled their cash flow issues and shored up confidence. But they, they publicly announced to the entire market which is tech founders who are sophisticated. So when they announced that they, had, they needed $2 billion, all the tech people were like crunching the numbers and saying, oh my gosh, this bank is gonna actually go out of business. And that's exactly what happened. That caused a run on deposits. $46 billion was tried to get pulled out of the bank in one day. And because they lacked the CEO and the chief investment officer, the person who was responsible for what's on the balance sheet, didn't take action, didn't do execution to shore up their financial losses, this bank is now in conservatorship and this is affecting the market and you should be prepared for what's about to come. If you're a consumer or if you're a business owner, right now is the time to get tight before the crash comes, before it really gets crazy in your world. You want to get tight with not only your expenses, but how you are spending money to grow. In, in, when times are up, 
you can make investments in almost any area of your life and business and you're gonna see a positive return. When times are, are down, what you have to do, like Disney, Netflix, you gotta focus on your core business. You gotta focus on the one thing that your business does, the one thing that you're known for, the one thing that your business is famous for, and really get close to what you're spending on the regular basis. So watch your AR, AP, know what's going in and out of your business, and cut back on growth items inside your business. Look for areas to trim the fat and get very, very lean. That's the number one thing that you can do right now in this moment. Number two, and this is a big deal, and we talked about this like nine months ago. I put this exact same video nine months ago saying this was about to happen and SVB is the first domino in this, in this process. So SVB and the other two failures, this is the proof that nine months ago when I predicted this was gonna happen, it actually is gonna happen. Um, so number two is you've gotta get really cash heavy. Focus on how much cash you have in the bank, in your business, in your personal accounts, and look for areas, even in your personal life, to amass as much cash as possible. Why this matters, it's funny, I, I haven't bought a car in five years, why? Because the prices just keep coming up and up and up, up. inflation is crazy, and demand has been outrageous, outrageous. And so, why does cash matter? Because over the next two years, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see businesses, you're gonna see cars. Actually, this is crazy, I was in Calistoga, which is a place near Napa, um, California, and we were just there with a family. We do this hot springs thing. It's super fun. Um, in the winter, when it's freezing out, we like to go to the hot springs and, and swim around in the, in the warm pools. And we're just walking in the downtown, and this just happened Saturday. So Saturday, I'm walking with my family, and, and, the, and the girls are like, Daddy, Daddy, there's a bookstore. And I'm like, ooh, there's a mountain biking store. I haven't been in a mountain biking store in probably 10 years. Like the last time I bought a mountain bike was 10 years ago. It's a great mountain bike, but it's old. And now they've got like, you know, turbo and engines and all that craziness. So I go in and I'm talking to the store owner. I'm like, hey man, why all the sales? Why is everything 25% off? And he goes, because in the last 30 days, demand has just dropped off the cliff. And all of a sudden there's a supply gut for mountain bikes, for powered mountain bikes. And we're not talking about like some Chinese models. We're talking about you know, specialized. We're, talk we're talking about the Santa Cruz models. We're talking about uh, expensive, you know, five, $10,000 mountain bikes. They're on sale in the last 30 days, 25% down. And so why does cash matter? Because in this moment, we're, we're at the beginning stages and <laughs> you see it in, in the non-important goods, like powered mountain bikes, right? Those, those things, when the market's crashing, those are the first things to actually see price decreases. You're also seeing it in cars. You're starting to see Carvana. That's another example where they're about to raise money. Why? Because demand has dropped. Demand for their products have dropped, and so the prices are starting to fall. Have cash so you're ready to take advantage. And take advantage of a down market, finally, a down market. I'm so excited. Why does this matter? Because there's gonna be lots of opportunity for those of, of you who are patient, uh, frugal with their money, prepared, and have cash. Now the next thing that's really important, um, this is, and these are all the steps that we're taking right now, so I'm not, I'm not telling you to do something that I'm not doing. I'm actually in this process right now. And one, get debt. and investors 
as backers. The most powerful thing as an entrepreneur, a business household, a human being, is to have a ton of cash in the bank, as much as you possibly can, a great line of credit. If you can't get lines of credit, get credit cards. If you can't get credit cards or lines of credit, go to your real estate assets and ask your existing bank to get a second on that mortgage and don't tap it, just have it available, right? And then having an investor, like if you have an investment thesis, like I'm gonna buy real estate, I'm gonna maybe, maybe you just want a new car or a new mountain bike, whatever it is, but have a third party ready to back your play, especially if it's a business, right? If you're thinking about buying a business, have your, have your investment theses ready and those cash, debt, and a third party backer, and, and you can actually get some really amazing deals right now. So this, we're at the first domino of what's gonna be a two year depression. I think at the end of this year and most of next year, we're gonna have challenges in the business, in the business community and in the consumer spending world. We're starting to see for the first time contractors, I'm a, I'm a general contractor and a lot of subs are calling and saying, hey Daniel, do you have any work for me? Hey, you know, what's available? I've got a crew and they're not busy right now. All of a sudden, you're gonna start seeing backyard remodels stop. They're just gonna be done. Nobody's gonna be adding on to their house. Nobody's gonna be buying that new car or, or buying that new mountain bike, that Santa Cruz mountain bike that everybody wants. So this is that beginning stage. And if you do those three things, you will have opportunity and you will be in a position to actually take advantage of what normally happens. This is normal. This is the process of just thinning the herd. Real estate, Real estate assets have gone up way high over the last five, 10 years, and this is an opportunistic time if you're prepared. The other thing is, none of this is scary. More wealth is built during a recession than any other time in history. During the last recession, this is when people who were prepared got wealthy, and you can too. Just pay attention and know what your history is so you can take advantage of right now. In summary, whether you're a CEO, a leader in your business, a manager, somebody who is in a position of authority, maybe you're an owner of an asset or a business or you know, just whatever, or maybe you're the leader of your family, the reality is you have two jobs. One is to manage the positive and negative energy inside of your world. And this is the most important thing, meaning there are times to go all in and risk a lot, and then there are times to manage risk and protect the downside inside your, your, your business, your family, your team, your organization. We are in that space right now where you have to start measuring what are my downside risks? You know, what are the things that can affect my business? I heard a friend um, a couple weeks ago explain he is currently working twice as hard to get half the result that he's gotten over the last three to five years. And that's the space we're in today. We are about to go into a recession and you must focus on the most important activities inside your business, as well as having cash and being prepared for what's about to happen in the economy at large. And that's the most important job if you're a leader is to take care of your people, your business, your family, and make sure even through a recession, you thrive.